Hello, Lion Clue Nation. This is Ray DeLucci with the Lion Clue Thoughts Podcast. Hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. Before we get into today's podcast, just a reminder, you can go to lionclubthoughts.com for your official Lion Clue Nation merchandise. Also, I just recently wrote a blog about the idea of not defining yourself in one skill set when it comes to food. Often, many people in food can do much more than cook. And I know a lot of people have been looking to try different things in the industry. So I kind of give my perspective on that and give some advice. So go check it out at lionclubthoughts.com. Also, if you are listening on Apple, please leave a review. It does not need to be a five-star perfect review, but yet an honest review of the podcast that lets me know what you want out of the podcast and what you're looking for in general and how you like the show. So please leave a review if you are listening on Apple. My chef today is Chef Sandhya Kumar. Uh, There's nothing better than your passion being your profession, and this is what she believes in. Passion for cooking hit Sandhya at an incredibly young age owing to her grandmother's influence. Her mom let her loose in the kitchen where she made lots of cake and a lot of mess. Pursuing her passion, she acquired her bachelor's degree in hotel management and hospitality administration from the Institute of Hotel Management, Bavalam. She worked in the culinary department after that at Four Seasons Hotel in Mumbai, where she gained valuable experience working under reputable international chefs across various cuisines, including Japanese, Chinese, Thai, Italian, and French. She recently did a major feature film project with Bollywood actor Saif Ali Khan in the remake of John Favreau's Hollywood movie Chef, which released in October 2017 in India. She was a stylist and consultant for the movie, and we're going to get more into that later on in the show. She was on the lookout for change when home and her brainchild indulging came calling. As an enterprise, her primary focus with Indulge In is to help upcoming restaurateurs in setting up their dream for they wanted, however big or small. Also, she wants to point out that food styling is what gives the first impression of your product to your target audience. Indulge In works with top photographers, cinematographers, and branding companies in the field to better the portfolio of your brand, which can make your customers crave your product. She took yet another leap this past year by joining for her master's degree in food design and innovation, and she's studying currently in Milan, Italy, and currently exploring and learning what the future and a more sustainable future might hold for the food and beverage industry. I'm going to leave all relevant links and more of her bio in the description of this podcast, so please go read that and check it out. And I just want to say thank you so much to Chef. In this podcast, we talk about so much food styling. We talk about consultant work. We talk about going back to school and why you know it could be a possibility for many in the, in the industry. But I really think what Chef highlights is this idea of not being put in a box, not being just designated to one single part of your career. She shows how adaptation and trying new things and taking risks really does pay off. And so I want to say thank you to her. Feel free to go follow her. I've put the links to her social media, her website, everything in the description. And here we go. All right. Well, welcome to the show. Um, if you just want to start out by introducing yourself, that'd be great. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, Raymond. Uh, my name is Sandhya. I'm from India, but right now I'm in Italy. I'm uh, doing my master's here in Italy. Um, I finished my bachelor's uh, in food management. I worked for a couple of years. I worked with uh, Four Seasons as a chef. Um, actually, I worked with the company in uh, multiple uh, disciplines. I worked as a chef. I worked as an assistant to the general manager. I worked with the administration. Um, I also worked as a food stylist, part and part, and also a phot- photographer. Uh, it's a lot of m- the things that I love to do that's driven my work and my career in my life. So um, mm-hmm. if I found something that I really uh, really liked, I went ahead and studied it or somehow got more knowledge about it so that I can make it a skill. So I've in my 
kind of a basket. I have a lot of things that I've done uh, in, in my profession. So for eight years, I worked with the company uh, in Four Seasons in uh, Mumbai in India. So that was their first property actually in India. And uh, I joined as a pre-opening staff with them and stayed with the company up, up until 2014 when I decided that I wanted to change uh, for myself. I wanted to come out of this corporate uh, kind of a structure and do something on my own. Um, mm-hmm. so it, it took time for me to get there. But yes, I kind of understood what that. What I made you not to interrupt, but what made you want to go, kind of go out of that corporate structure? Um, one, actually, it. A lot of elements came together. I was I was married. Um, I was married uh, to one of my. We were working together when I got married, mm-hmm. and he got a better job offer uh, um, to move out of the town we were working in, uh, the city. And then I was like, okay, so maybe this could be like a change for me. I did not know what I wanted to do, but I knew mm-hmm. I wanted a change, and so I kind of stepped out of it because it was getting slow for me to work uh, and also uh, very monotonous. Uh, in a way, like every day yeah. you the same, you start your shift, you do the same mise en place and then you're back again in the same kind of a grind. So it and I, I, I can't uh, be a monotonous person. I need some kind of change in my life. Otherwise, I get kind of a, uh, in my head, you know, so so mm-hmm. I was also looking for change. And so it came out to be a good uh, thing that, you know, maybe we could move. So when did you start um, uh, feeling that change? I know you said you were there for eight years. Like, yeah. was there a certain, like, was it after like five years, six years? Like, when did you start to feel like, oh, this is getting really monotonous? And then um, all of a sudden. To be honest, the first, in, in, after five years. Because the, after wow. the five years, I started looking for stuff. What, what else can I do? What else can mm-hmm. I do? You know, what else can I learn? And sadly, in a corporate structure, uh, you are not able to widen your horizon and by learning new things. So I had an outlet to study photography, but then I had to do night shifts so that I can go and study, you know, like a, a, a full time course. So yeah. it was very difficult to manage. It's not very easy. So I used to do night shifts. Uh, I used to come back home at early in the morning around 8 and 8 a.m., I'll finish the breakfast and reach reach home by eight. I'll sleep till maybe five, six in the evening, and then uh, class is at six. <laughs> so you you you're kind of running through everything, you know. But mm-hmm. the age was you know twenty twenty two, so you can your body kind of you know <laughs> helps you there. But then yeah. no, afterwards it doesn't it doesn't really get you anywhere. So I but I really wanted to study photography. So and I had a kind of flair to it. So I was like, why waste it? maybe go professional sometime. So I don't know. So I just wanted to study and I went ahead and studied. But that's where I discovered food styling. So okay. I was like, okay, there's a whole world, you know, wherein you uh, you want, you love food, you want to work with food. It's not just cooking or being a chef. There's multiple, you know, disciplines that people are doing and you're just not aware of these things, you know. Yeah. So studying photography kind of gave me a path to food styling. So I kind of understood the world of food styling and things like that. So it is okay. really interesting. And uh, the move actually uh, was good and bad in a way because uh, uh, my marriage didn't work out, and it this Sorry the kind of, the move actually kind of put me in a position where I had to deal with things. Uh, it was right in front of me, and I couldn't escape anymore. So um, my, my relationship was uh, obviously not working out. So I had to you know take decisions and move ahead. So from there, I got the opportunity. But friends were always. Uh, a huge part of my life so they kind of helped me uh, be who I am who who I wanted to be yeah. so one of my friends actually was 
setting up a restaurant. Um, uh, this is back ho- in my hometown in Kerala in the south of India. And okay. he uh, and his friends had got together. They wanted to do like a huge restaurant operation that they had in mind. They had fashion involved. They had uh, food. They had street food. There are a lot of things together in one you know uh, uh, location. So yeah. and. They, and they were not from the food and beverage background so they were like please can you just come and guide us probably you just do a little bit just come there have a look you don't need to be there full time and things like that and what kind of food did it serve there like uh, what kind so of they, they didn't yeah. have anything they just starting with the construction mm-hmm. they just had an empty plot and they were like okay we have this architects they're doing up uh, uh, you know a, a boutique over there and they were having a cafe here and we're going to do a street food on the side and they had all these yeah. big plans so you so, went from like corporate four seasons, eight years to this. <laughs> well, and then on the side, you're still doing food styling. Yeah, on the side, I was doing food styling, which wasn't much of a money because mm-hmm. uh, you are just, a, you know, amateur. And then people do, did not understand food styling as much then. Uh, I mean, 10 years back, you know, they, they wouldn't know what food styling was really. They, they, they just... They didn't really see it as a profession or some something that people did. Yeah. So it was only like a very minute number of works that I used to get, and it was, it, it wouldn't even uh, you know the payment wouldn't even last me like for a week or whatever. It was it wow. was very minimal, you know. So yeah. that was not like a very uh, kind of a thing that I always had like a backup like okay I can always do food styling. So food styling was something that I did because I liked to do it. You know, it was mm-hmm. never for the money kind of a thing. So. Uh, and that was happening and this uh, this this friend who approached me and it was a huge project so I was like okay I, I, it, it will take up a lot of my time and then they were like uh, you can you know give us like a schedule and your payment or whatever and I was like I've never handled that kind of uh, and, and you know handling and operations like you know uh, mm-hmm. giving advice like do this and do that and and they were doing a lot of things that were wrong in in, in term, because they didn't come from the industry. They didn't know how to handle things. They just kind of opened it without any experience. Yeah, yeah like the equipments, they did not have idea. They did not have how the layout which should be. And I knew this. This was like a back at the back of my hand for me <laughs> because I worked inside all these places. So it was really interesting. And um, I did uh, the job for them. It was the menu was kind of they left the menu to me. So they were like, can you also plan the menu? So they, these guys had traveled around the country they wanted to bring in the food from different parts of the places mm-hmm. and it was a really nice menu we, we did some mix of italian and mediterranean menu and they wanted the food to kind of uh, you know be a little affluent because they had a fashion boutique in there and it was like exquisite uh, what do you say like designer wear that they were looking for, 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 for looking at because it was all handmade customized kind of costumes mm-hmm. for special events and stuff so they wanted the food. The people who would come there were obviously people who were well-traveled. They knew the food. So, I mean, sorry, the clothes, the clothing line. So they wanted the food to match that kind of uh, atmosphere. Okay. So that uh, just a quick question in there real quick. So asking, so what is that? How does that compare to the food from your hometown? Like what's the food like from where you are from as compared to that restaurant? Um. So uh, back home, if you look at it, um, it's, it's, it's very difficult to like go to to say exactly how the food kind of system works because people love to eat out in my place. The, the only thing they look forward to is something new to eat, try out. The food is like, a, it, the food community is super huge and, and there are a lot of, and it's a lot mix of uh, cuisines because if you, I don't know if you know, but Kerala was one of the uh, uh, 
of the in south india it is it had a port like during okay. the colonialization so a lot of people migrants jewish portuguese spanish there were a lot of travelers who came and went so there's a lot of influence of all these ingredients already in the you know the whole culture so the there is you know food that is made from rice there's food from this um, the meat is a huge part of the community so it's 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 not just vegetarian when when you think of india you think vegetarian but no in kerala the cuisine is very uh, how do you say why very vibrant a lot mm-hmm. of variety and it changes from um like every 10 or 20 kilometers the food changes <laughs> so there the, and the, the the restaurant that we had put up it was in a city it was a metro city so okay. obviously because of the metropolitan kind of a lifestyle there were a lot of multi cuisine restaurants there was mediterranean there's a lot of mediterranean influence and arabic influence to be honest like to be, uh, the lot of arabic influence was there in in the state so you if you look at it the food had that kind of an influence to it so What yeah. was you like what would you um enjoy eating the most like back home? For me my home uh like food like that 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 south indian like true rice and fish and, and we have curry <laughs> like fish uh so that and the red rice and it's 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 very homely to me because it it's flavors that are very simple that it's just maybe coconut milk flavored and some you know a herb called curry curry leaves and some maybe some turmeric and some salt and pepper that's it but still it uh it's not heavily loaded with spices as the rest of india uh, it's very mild flavors and with a hint of uh, we use a lot of pepper in our food because pepper is grown a lot in our um, uh, um, region the state mm-hmm. we, we we are one of the biggest exporters and of of pepper so so production is that high so obviously it it pans into all of our food, cuisine you know so mm-hmm. and i love pepper in my food so so uh, it's mild in a way but with spiked with spices you can say nice but yeah so for me home food is kind of like something that i it's like comfort food like you always want to go back to it any time of the day nice awesome yeah i just want to you know kind of get your perspective on that because i always find it interesting having people on the show kind of what they've enjoyed what food is oh. like for them so that's good yeah. so yeah the, and the, the funny part is like i see when now now that i am here in europe i see a lot of i how colonization has kind of uh, influenced a lot of the re, my region's food in a way mm-hmm. that like if you look at it brazil uh, has a lot of tapioca and uh, tapioca is a huge staple right now currently maybe in the last uh, 100 years tapioca has been a huge uh, staple in a, in a, in my state Okay. Uh, there is no meal at a table without tapioca. Like it, we just boil mashed tapioca or like maybe uh, a stir fried, you know. But the tapioca will be there. Tapioca and rice just has to be on the table with some fish or some meat uh, on uh, as as like a, a staple in in almost all homes in 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 Kerala. But tapioca mm. comes from Brazil. It's not indigenous to my state, but it has been become a part of the culture. So. it i find these things kind of very interesting when i travel around and i uh, see food that other people eat the way they eat the ingredients that they use and how similar we are all around the world you know like it, it's there in our uh, food as well in some way or the other so yeah no that definitely makes sense and so you know as you were saying going back to helping open this restaurant getting the menu going um more yeah. boutique type environment Uh what was that experience like going from like you said going from operations to this uh what did you find that your background and that corporate structure helped um create systems in the place or was it like or how how was it for you 
Yes. Uh, so, so the being in a corporate kind of a structure gave me the you know foundation for sure. I can't complain about it. They gave me mm. the the strongest foundation that will last me for my lifetime as long as I live as a chef. So mm. for me, that definitely gave me the foundation. They gave me standards. They gave me they gave me um, you know how to work, planning your day. All these things I got from them and nowhere else. You know. So yeah. I, I, there's no complaints in terms of how it it's structured. It it works. It functions. It's the element of you know uh, basic functioning of a restaurant yes definitely but what i also enjoyed was the freedom to think the, yeah. the creative freedom that i got was nothing compared to what i would have worked when i was working with the company so mm-hmm. the, uh, the the that um, I can work with seasonal vegetables. I can work with local produce. I can do it in a different way. I can uh, I can also be sure about how the costing can be controlled. The people that I work with, I, I do not need to really work with, uh, you know, uh, qualified chefs only. I can work with people who are ready to work in, in any kind of an environment. So it, the creative freedom is something that I was really uh, enjoying, to be honest. So also the things that I was able to, I found that I'm a, I can share knowledge very well. I'm able to train people also, which mm-hmm. wouldn't have maybe to an extent. Yes, uh, the company would have you know like instilled that also in me. But um, I I got I understood that I had a flair for teaching. So training new people and making them you know uh, you know uh, compiled into a, a structure and getting them going and all these things was something that I enjoyed a lot during that stage of my life. Yeah. Okay. So, Awesome. So that was actually my start with the consultancy. That was my first project. And, and that's then, how you got into consulting more so. Yeah. And how, yeah. you know, because I think a lot of people in the industry hear consulting and it's something that a lot of chefs do, but it's, I feel like it's a uh, position where not, maybe not many know how to start. So it seems like kind of your friends came in, obviously yeah. asked for your help, but then you yeah. were able to leverage that and use that to get other uh, opportunities, I'm guessing. See, see, that's true. Exactly. So, uh, that once that project kicked off, then uh, you know, like it, it's like word of mouth, and you know, you know somebody else who wants a chef, and they refer you, and then they're like, okay, she's doing this kind of a thing. I don't know how she works. You can talk to her, and and it just kind of builds and builds up. And uh, I did that almost for five years till I came here. I mean, uh, to to be honest, till COVID hit actually, 20, till 2020, yeah. till COVID kind of crashed everything uh, in our lives so we, i was doing this and i really enjoyed it each new client or each new project was w- very different uh, demanded different things from me so uh, i had to definitely mold myself to you know work with these kind of people they were individual in, uh, investors and they they were very very uh, controlling about the you know the money and they're like yeah. no what are you gonna do with this and no 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 what I don't want that and uh, I don't want to put this up and then you need to convince them why and how so it has been a wonderful journey to be honest with those uh, uh, different uh, prospects as well yeah for uh, so, so kind of you know looking at that like you said you you did the first one then obviously more investors started to reach out and whatnot so if, if if someone were to like kind of want to get into this, like what what bullet points or what um points like would you sell? Like would you sell how much uh, the restaurant made in terms of revenue? Would you sell like costs? Like what what do you show in terms of like what you've done as Sandia mm-hmm. to get the next position? Like what do you what what do you kind of explain to them that you did in order to show that you were successful in consulting? 
um so in my profile kind of spoke for myself i never actually had to like uh, tell them tell a client go and tell a client kind of that you know that um, this is what i'm going to do to your business and this is what we're going to change and i mm-hmm. i kind of never kind of pushed myself and i think that's something that i've uh, always been lagging behind like <laughs> to market myself i'm very bad at that but uh, i think it's that's the work that they've seen uh previously the kind of work that i've done and um also to be honest um the four seasons banner kind of yes definitely for them when they see a person who's worked in four seasons and who has that kind of experience and uh when they see that i've handled these kind of multiple uh, you know restaurants and they've set up these physical properties are there for them to go and visit of, of course so mm-hmm. they go if they if they ask me anything like related to what my work is see i've done this work you can go and visit if you would like to see the restaurant the kind of work it's, that is you know the food that is there and the service and if you like that kind of work yes i'm open to it and the thing is every uh, kind of client has been very different so uh, even if i was to show them the work that i have previously done what they are expecting from me or what they have in mind would be very different for example i worked with a vegetarian restaurant and in in kerala vegetarian restaurant is very like um, uh, not a very successful kind of a thing because people are like we are all flexitarians we are all like we eat fish we eat meat it's part of our everyday diet it's not yeah. like we are like not you know we are vegetarianism or plant based is eating is not something that uh, people choose to do you know it's, it's yeah. very it's very different so opening up a vegetarian restaurant is um completely vegetarian restaurant with different kind of cuisine is it's kind of a risk for uh to to to, to be opening up and i did a vegetarian restaurant wherein um we had lasagna that was vegetarian we had um you know uh, italian a lot of italian dishes like pasta and things that were purely vegetarian and vegan food a lot of vegan food uh this was back in 2000 uh, 16 uh, sorry 2017 actually so okay. 2017 vegan food uh it's not much of a big deal as it as it was as it is right now okay. 2022 where vegan and plant based is what people talk about every day uh 2017 five years back plant based food was like why do you want to eat plant based food you know why 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 you know, that that's the kind of thing to that so we we did completely vegan we did soups that didn't that that had no use of cream and milk or butter and uh, it was it was very challenging uh, to convince people that food does taste good when it is vegan or vegetarian <laughs> it doesn't really need you know all the butter and the cream and the and the fish or the meat that you have in your food you don't really need it so that was very different and then the next project that i did was uh, a cafe for uh, you know mini cooper uh, for the car brand mini cooper and bmw yeah, we right. did a cafe for them so it was like a completely different op- uh, you know profile of work the the kind of uh, standards were different the kind of menu was different mm-hmm. there we did again a very italian mediterranean menu again a lot of gluten free vegan free uh, vegan food and but the menu was completely different the 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 operations were completely different the kind of people that we hired were very different so yeah each project was different but they kind of understood that there was something different about the kind of work i did so i think they kind of put in their trust in what i was and who i was in in some way so mm-hmm. i actually never marketed myself in anything <laughs> wow no that's awesome it's kind of word of mouth spreads and i i think it's very interesting you know 
because yeah. there's a lot of structure um and i've worked in like a, a corporate environment before um and i've worked in an independent restaurant before there's a lot mm-hmm. of structure in that and i think that can i think it's good because it lends itself to you being able to like have those experiences but i think it also can be a crutch because when you go out on your own it's yeah. like like what am i gonna do so yeah. i think it's very impressive that mm-hmm. you were able to over that span kind of branch yeah. out and just do this and be able to, to support yourself along with the food styling Exactly. That, 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 that's a very key uh, thing, you know, to support yourself. So it was uh, just initially, yes, you can't just, you know, charge a sum of money and say that, you know what, come to me, I'll set everything up. So mm-hmm. I had to build myself slowly one one project at a time. So yes, it, it uh, but yes, definitely the being working in a, in a corporate, uh, in a style of structure did give me a foundation to go you know, be individualistic and be see things in a different perspective. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So, well, thank you for sharing all that about the consulting. I'd love to go into food styling. And I know we had kind of talked before, uh, specifically your work on a movie. So if you kind of want to share how that was, what that experience was like, I think that'd be a cool next topic. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, so food styling, like I said, it, it was not something that I had planned in my life or like uh, I wanted to do. I didn't even know it existed. And like I said earlier, like I wanted to do photography, started learning photography and they told mm-hmm. me about styling. And I, I just and like it was something that just just it just came to me like this food <laughs> styling. Here, take it, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and um, I initially started working on only small commercials, TV commercials. So it used to be a one day job when you, you know, you start your day at six, seven in the morning and mm-hmm. you work till whenever the, sh- the shoot gets over. It's basically 12 at midnight or maybe you know, wow. the next day morning. So it depends. Like, so it's basically our day's work. Uh, TV commercials were like, um, they were budgeted like that. And it's not much of a money, just you barely make a, a very minimal amount of money doing TV commercials. So, um, so the, I did a couple of TV commercials like that, but that was all for the state of Kerala. Um, the work was mostly for the local TV uh, shows over here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was approached for uh, this movie uh, and I just get a random call on my phone from the producer. <laughs> and then <laughs> to, I was like, somebody's playing a prank on me. <laughs> <laughs> I attended the call that way. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. And then, yeah, okay, maybe, <laughs> let's see, okay. And then uh, the, the lady finally said, like, uh, I'll schedule a call with the director and when, when he has a time and maybe, how does next week look for you? I said, yeah, next week, okay. So I was like, okay, you're not fooling me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I thought it's my one of my good friends playing a huge prank on me. Yeah. And I like, oh, next week, we'll see next week, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. And then I hung up literally like I, I must I don't know how I sounded. I must have sounded very rude because it was like, yeah, okay, fine, next week schedule it, you know. <laughs> so Bollywood producer calling you for a movie or something that didn't even cross my mind. So and then uh, I hung up and I was like, you know what, I gotta call and I called my best friend and like, yeah, did you just make that call? I mean like I just got a call from the producer like saying this and they were like, no, I mean, no, why would we do it? And then I was like, worried now, oh shit, that was real? Is that real? <laughs> oh my God, no, it can't be. And then the next week and I get the call and I'm super nervous. I am like, oh my God, there's an executive producer, there's the director and they're talking about like Bollywood superstars, you know, and then they were like, oh my God, this is like, this is like, I need to take, you know, like take it in all. 
and then they scheduled a meeting uh, yeah. a physical meeting uh, with with them in, uh, in another week and it was quick it just happened everything just happened like very fast and then i'm on board with them and i have no clue what <laughs> they are doing and they tell me like uh, you are a food stylist you wanted i i have no idea they, they call me for the script reading and i'm like sitting with the whole uh, you know the directors the movie star and all the other actors and i am part of the team and i am reading and they are reading the script and then the director tells me okay there you have this food and what do you think will work and i am like i have no clue what's happening what do you want me to do anything yeah. you want me to do <laughs> and it was uh, but yes then it kind of i kind of got a hang of it there the it was really once shoot began it was very nice um uh, for me movie was the first time being in a movie set the operations were completely different completely mm-hmm. new so e- even a tv commercial day a days tv commercial is nothing compared to how they uh, how they structure the shoots in a movie i so you have a script they don't really start from you know act 1 or act 2 they start maybe at the the last act is the first thing they do and so it's it was for me it was a mess to really understand but then there were really good team members they were it was a very young team so okay. uh, they were all my age uh, maybe younger or maybe even listed two or three years elder to me but so it was a very young team so everybody was helping each other out and um and, and and i was learning with them so it was it was they made my life a lot more comfortable okay and, and this is the bollywood adaptation of chef Hollywood adaptation of Chef. Yes, the That's... Hollywood adaptation of Chef, and um, um, I, I didn't know it was a big deal, such a big deal till the day one of shoot. Mm. You know, the, the day one of shoot was like a realization. Oh my God, this is huge! Because for me, that's the day I'm seeing a set for the first time, a movie mm-hmm. set. You know, a movie set with the cameras and the lights and the amount of people that are working for one. You know, to work a scene, and uh, I'm there in this back. Uh, you know we are always the food stylist is always at the back area mm-hmm. of the kitchen the place where uh, they dump everything and then you have a makeshift kind of a kitchen where you are you know trying to make out all the dishes that they need and uh, and the day one and the food and the sh- the the director was very specific that he wanted the food to look as natural as possible you know without adding too much of you know artificial things and making it look you know too fancy he wants it to be very natural it needs to look really good on camera that these are the only things that he's telling me nothing else so i am like uh, i have a list of things that i have to do every day uh, so day one if i was involved in the shoot these are the foods that they would need at whatever times it is pretty very well organized so for me it was mm-hmm. I, i am a person who needs structure and you know like uh, a schedule and okay you tell me what time i can give it to you this time you know like, like that so for me it was um, they made it very they worked with excel sheets and things like that so it is pretty smooth working with them uh, yeah. but also pretty hectic because you are on um you know on, on on your feet all day you are you know you start really early in the morning probably 5 6 before the rest of the team comes to the you know movie set and you're already prepping for the food and things are ready um it was it was one of the most accelerating i think experiences in my life and i i now i feel like i miss being inside a movie set like a lot but uh, it it's one it's been a quite a long time since i've been in a set even a tv commercial it's been after 2020 we've don't not done much of tv commercials because obviously coming together or with covid 
Yeah. Everybody inside a set or in 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 a in in a unit, it's not very easy. So I think I did like one or two um, probably commercials after COVID. Yeah, one or two probably. After that, no, nothing. So movie experience was really amazing. I mean, it's 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 huge, and there's so many people involved, and it is uh, for me it was a huge learning experience for uh, to be working with that kind of a team and to be involved in such. Uh, you know, large-scale productions and things like that. And till yeah. the end of the uh, movie, I really did not know that I was a head of a department inside uh, <laughs> the whole, you know, production unit. So they gave me food stylist and consultant, uh, head of department. <laughs> and and the the movie the when the movie premiered the first day of the show. And you have all the the, the screen, the, uh, I don't know what you call it, like mm-hmm. the names go up. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the photography, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, the fourth name that came up, so after the director of photography, and then uh, you have two more names. And then it was food stylist and consultant Sandhya Kumar. And I was like, I was so, that must have been the point where I felt like, oh my God, I'm in the movie. You know, it's a huge deal. And then everybody was like cheering and applauding inside the theater. And it was, Wow, that was an amazing moment for me. So it was That's, happiest, I think, and most memorable. That is so cool. Yeah, no, and I think it's so it's such a testament to your ability to like adapt and use your skills. Like in this podcast, we've talked about working yeah. in four seasons and then going into consulting and then getting into food styling and then going and working on this movie. So I think it's cool. What advice would you give to someone like i think a lot of times in the industry i'll phrase it this way a lot of times in the industry people like oh i'm cooking or oh i like do like i bartend and like there's these very set roles and i think we put ourselves in boxes a lot i think we create our own um narrow paths in our careers what advice would you give to people listening that like want to do more than just like maybe cook or maybe just do their like job function how do you approach taking on new things that are maybe like you're nervous about, but you're like, I'm going to do it. How do you approach that? I know. Um, very interestingly, yesterday I was having a conversation with one of my friends and that, um, um, that you know, chefs, the problem with chefs is we think in one, you know, one line, like we can't think outside the, of the box in some, other, some way or the other. And one of the reasons why is because we are not trained to research. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when we get into, um, we do, okay, we do our culinary arts, uh, 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 we do go through the school, we get a job, and then we are in that system, we're just doing uh, shift one to shift two or shift three, whatever it is, and then we just keep going. We are not, um, you know, motivated in any way to do any kind of research, uh, because once you start reading up, once you start researching about uh, other things, what's out there, and, you know, uh, you that's where you think you find yourself more so i would like say research is the base of any problem solving for any it's beat anything like it's as simple as you want to travel to a a, a new place the first thing you would do is google it right so you Mm -hmm. open up google you type in the place you find out things about it and then like oh i want to go and try this i want to go and do this that is how you would explore a place i would suggest why don't you do that with yourself as well within your in, in your career and job and in, in your work um, the, the 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 things that people are doing in the industry research more on these kind of things and you will find a different path or maybe like something that you really like to do with you know in the food industry itself so yeah. 
I would always say research, research, research. I think that's something that I only learned uh, probably as like a, 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 a something that I can give to another community, like to a community. I probably learned it as like maybe I was doing it. I was probably doing it by myself without somebody telling me. But mm. it, it really got into my head in the last couple of years when I was like, you know, uh, doing my master's and, and I was like pushed to do, you know, you should find out more about this and then you can understand, do research, do research. And I was like, why are they pushing you to do research so much? Because when you have 101 options in front of you, then you are able to like, you know, converge into like, okay, so solutions, maybe A, maybe B, and maybe C, I can get into the solutions, you know, I can converge into those things and find a direction or find a path where I want to really go. Yeah. So I would suggest, you know, like, guys to explore and research and, you know, find more about what you would like to do. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So you mentioned you're in Italy now. Why are you in Italy? Oh, uh, Italy actually has been a dream. It always been. I, if, if anybody asked me maybe 10 years back, what do you want to do? Oh, I just want to backpack through Italy. That would have been my like a, a dream thing to do. But this was really um, a, an amazing opportunity that uh, when COVID kind of hit, like it was really bad on the business in the sense that restaurants, obviously all of us shut down. We are, the whole industry kind of just crashed. So, and that there... At that time, that is a position where I was put in where I kind of understood that I never planned anything for a future. Like I never, uh, I was just, okay, I was in four seasons. I quit the company. I, okay, somehow I got a project and I started working and then a consultancy in styling. It just came to me and I did, never went looking for it. And 2022, it, I mean, 2020 was the year when I had to like really look for things like, okay, where is the money going to come from now? What am I going to do? There is mm -hmm. no clients out there. Nobody wants to invest. Nobody is opening a restaurant. Nobody wants a consultant. Nobody wants a food stylist. Now, nobody wants a chef. Now, where do I do? What do I, what do, I do? So it was a really big question for me. So kind of, it was a position where I was like super worried. Like, now what? Now what? Now what? We were all waiting like, okay maybe six months it'll better maybe in another uh, in another two more months it'll get better three more months it didn't really pan out so i was at those times um there was this master that had come up and into my attention masters in food design mm -hmm. um, um and i had just randomly uh, wrote to the college in 2018 or 19 asking like okay am i eligible for this uh, you know master because mm -hmm. sometimes um your bachelors uh, are important which master you do so if you're not a bachelor's in science probably you can't do a master in you know in in, in some subjects so yeah. i was not sure if i was eligible in any way so i just wrote to them asking if they if i'm qualified if i i i'm a chef so if, uh, if there's any way this and also the age so i was a little worried with you know if they have an age bracket of 30 or 31 and 33 now so mm. if i wasn't sure if they had all these uh, rules and regulations so i had written to them in 2018 i think and then they got back to me and they said you know you can apply so if you want to apply uh, please go ahead and apply and then i did put in my application in 2019 and i did get in uh, a confirmation like they did say that you know you can join and they were giving me the dates for joining and things like that 
And that time I had the BMW project in my hand and it was a huge project for me. So for me at that time, I couldn't think about anything else. Uh, it, it was a huge, it was one of the uh, first cafes that, you know, BMW as a company was indulging in. So from cars, they were looking at something uh, completely different. They were looking at urban uh, lifestyle stores. And it was the first in Asia that they were doing this and they wanted to do it in, you know, the in Kerala. So for me, it was a huge commitment that I had given. So I said no to the college at that time. And in 2020, obviously, COVID and then there was nothing to do. And towards the start of 2021, I just like, in I remember January 2021, I just, I just wrote to the college saying that is my application still valid? And they said, uh, yes, because I had already um, gone through the interview process and they had, I, I all I had to do was pay the uh, the college fees and just enter that's all and that's when I got the BMW project and I wrote back to them saying see I have a huge project I'm working on so I won't be joining this year maybe next year so all I had to do was pay the uh, college fees enter the system and that was it so then January when I got reached to them and Italy was also on a huge lockdown I mean they they were one of the biggest people countries that suffered the COVID uh, pan the pandemic so uh, college was obviously they even they were like shut down completely and they in January when I reached out they were just restarting everything and things were coming to not normal you can't say normal but still yeah you know they were just trying to get back together so uh, I joined in May um, yeah in May 2021 I joined the course here in uh, Italy and it, it uh, has been an amazing journey for me like, to be honest um, learning has been uh i don't know how do you put it i don't know but every single day has been new for me every single day that i've been here has been a learning process uh it's been hard it's been difficult uh it's, it was not at all easy it was challenging but it has been amazing to be perfect awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> cool well thank you for sharing all that yeah um awesome well you know i think you know i know we're running up on time now is there anywhere people can go like see you if you want to drop social media sites or anything like that now would be the time um okay so um i just want to say one more thing um the, the um it's that's another thing that most of our chefs will do not really uh, look into studying again you know like when we are already at job I, it's not just chefs it doesn't have to be just chef community it's almost all of us that you know once we get into a job or we are there we really don't look at higher studies as a, a thing that we have to do you know like uh doing a master's for me um it was very difficult even to pick up this you know like say that i want to go and do a, a, a higher education i want to i want to study something i want to study something new but uh, yes i would urge them and, and everybody to you know uh to learn something new every day uh also like if you have an opportunity to go ahead and do some kind of a formal education where you can earn something uh learn something new uh, that's a decision that you must take if you have that opportunity lying in front of you take it i would say that's one thing i can only learning every day is one step that you keep, can keep going forward you know that's something that i want to give the community as well so as chefs we don't really get that opportunity so um, uh, if you do get that opportunity i would say please go ahead if it's you never lose anything from learning something new so it's somewhere you want to carry it forward for sure uh yeah so you guys can reach me at uh, my instagram uh, i mean on instagram and travelling chef underscore sk 
Sandhya Kumar. So Sandhya Kumar, that's my full name. Yeah, so you can reach me there. I'm also on LinkedIn um, and Facebook, every, almost everything, I think. <laughs> Yeah. Great. Okay. So right. it's been a pleasure. Um, you know, I end all of my episodes the same when I interview guests. Yeah. And that is, now that you've been on the show, uh, you're, you're talking to a community of chefs, bartenders, cooks, dishwashers, people in the industry. Yes. What does it mean for you to talk to that community? Um, it. To be honest, I um, I look for you know places like this where we can share our stories, and I'm I I'm, I really applaud what you have done, Raymond. I mean, it's amazing. Like, yes, like this this community that you have built, like Line Cook's Thoughts. I mean, I remember when I started following you two year two and a two two and a half years ago, right? And it was it's been um, we really don't have a space where everybody comes and shares their you know voice. So it's really amazing what you've done. And um, I don't have much. I mean, uh, um, I, what do you say? Big words to say or share with them. It's just that for me, I have had to make my own path in everything that I've done, from being a chef to a food stylist to taking a decision to uh, move all the way out of a country. I have no clue in the language is new, the the culture is new. To be here by myself, learning every day, it's it's been a struggle. So I have had to build my path, and I would say. Um, you need to be brave to take these kind of decisions. I would say, um, I wish you have the kind of support, like maybe this kind of communities give the motivation and inspiration for other people to do these things. Um, because when, when I was growing up, we did not have this kind of community. When At 19, I did not have another a chef mentor or, a, or or like a person who I could go and ask I want to do this do you think it's good for me do you do you think this course is good for me should I be doing it there was there was nobody that I could reach out to but at today's mm. world you have you know multiple coaches mentors you know people that you can reach to there are pages that you can write to and ask you know I would say use it utilize them uh, you know take your you know uh, steps forward um, and uh, and if anybody wants to you know ask me about how uh, how how I build my path and what would be a good decision to uh, to you know to take I'm willing to do that I'm 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 here for you know people to reach out to so um, that's something that I would love to do and that's all <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the kind words. And yeah, no, I think it's super important to have that community. So yeah. I hope people reach out to you. And like I said, thank you so much for taking the thank time you. to go ahead and record. Thank you. Thank you so much, Raymond. So there you have the interview with Chef Sandia Kumar. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please leave a review and go to linecookthoughts.com for more information. And I'll see you on the next Line Cook Thoughts podcast.